Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So let's talk about scenario a criminal has decided to prey on a weaker human being so we'll call them the criminal and we'll call them the accomplice because the criminal tells the accomplice that if he doesn't go through with helping him commit the crime that his gang will kill the accomplice's entire family more like a hostage than an accomplice we're calling it the accomplice okay so they go and because of the force the accomplice goes and willingly participates in the crime and i have to say willingly because you know you can't be stiff or he's gonna kill you so it'd be in the right frame of mind to commit the crime but he committed the crime and they get caught in the act the police arrest them he doesn't say much when they're together in the police car together and getting taken to the booking and all that he doesn't say much but as soon as they're separated he says he made me do it he said he's gonna kill my family if i tell so you can't let him know that i told you So there's that scenario. So should the police just believe that and let the person go? No. Why not? Because who says they're not just saying that to be let go? Okay, true. All murderers say they're innocent at the beginning. Let's be real. Come on now. Yeah, it's very rare for someone to admit if they killed somebody to admit it right off the bat. That is true. Other crimes, not so much. But that one, yeah, it's rare. Okay, but what about the person making the comment that they were forced to do it. I mean, they could be being honest too, right? Well, of course, it requires some looking into. So how do you decipher into. that? Well, if they both together committed the crime, then they should probably be both be held until they figure out the level of responsibility of each party. And what about the detective that says, how come he didn't say anything at first when we asked them what was going on? Why didn't he answer our question? Why did he wait until he was away from the other guy? I don't feel like most detectives say that because it's pretty obvious why he didn't say it in front of the other guy. The other guy would have then somehow used his one phone call to order somebody to kill the coerced dude's family. Let me make a comment here. I went through that whole explanation because this is not a video medium. It's an audio medium. And I kind of figured I needed to tell the story of what was about to happen. Okay. And so why do you feel the need to describe that this is a video medium right now? Because you're correcting it and going, oh, well, we didn't need to know that. Well, we did need to know it. It's part of the story. I didn't say we didn't need to I'm know I'm the one anything. telling the story, bro. How about you listen, bro? Shall I get you some Q-tips? You know what your ears is? No, because they're probably those used ones that have been outside. (laughs) That's an unrelated topic for a different episode. For sure. I could talk for 45 minutes about how much that grosses me out. Anyway. Okay. Not right now. Well. It just said it's a topic for another episode. So you asked me, did I want Q-tips? And I told you no, because it'd probably be those used up to Q-tips. I'm not expecting you to talk about Q-tips. I'm expecting you to continue in the direction you were taking it. 
which I don't know where it you is because I really didn't don't hear get what it. I said correctly because I never said that what you were saying was irrelevant information. I was saying clearly the dude wouldn't say it with the other dude around because the other dude would use his one phone call to call and kill the dude's family. Which means you believe the dude and what he said. No, but it means you have to respect the possibility of what he said being true. Okay, that's better. Makes more sense to me. Didn't make sense before. Why you're holding him is because there's possibility that he's a criminal fucktard and there's the possibility that what he says is true. Okay, but now let's change one of the parameters. You gonna piss everybody off right now? Now the person that is the accomplice is 16 years old. Bought the person who is the accomplice with cash money. How do we know they bought them? Because someone just randomly tell reveals. us this, or are we finding it's this what out, our like, investigation reveals? Okay. So does the circumstance change yet? I would think that said second sixteen-year-old person needs to be returned to their family because they were obviously coerced into doing the crimes by well, somebody who believed they owned them. But would that Despite be like your immediate reaction? Them. Or would you continue to investigate a little bit and then? Probably investigate slightly more, but that would be my very, very soon reaction. Agreed. And that's the problem. Especially many, since- many people, their reaction is immediately to just let the person go. And what if the person is lying? I mean, we did say they were 16, so you can't say, oh, a seven-year-old wouldn't be that conniving. A 16-year-old would be. But you didn't say they said it. You said your investigation turned it up. If the investigation has turned it up, then I would probably confirm those facts and then let the person go. Okay, but if my point is, it, but my point is, a sixteen-year-old could set up the evidence to look that way too. The fact that they're sixteen years old doesn't change the fact that they were part of the crime. It doesn't but it change changes the fact between the seven-year-old and a sixteen-year-old because what people will say about a seven-year-old is, oh, they could never be that conniving. Well, that's fair. You should just it's let a them seven-year-old. go. But a sixteen-year-old, different story, and that's why I purposely word the story the way that I word it because I'm trying to show something here. This is no different than what's going on at the border. I mean, the two people both committed a crime, but the one only committed the crime because the other one had a threat over their head. Well, even if you are related to the person and you're 12 and you're with your mom and your dad and they make you cross the border illegally. What are you going to do? Stay by yourself? Right. I mean, even if you are with them and they force you to, you were still forced and coerced, but you also committed a crime. So then the question becomes, How much does the coercion play into how quickly you get released? And I say coercion by itself doesn't play any role in how quickly you get released because who cares that there was coercion? That doesn't mean that at some point you didn't willingly go along with it. And that's why you got to investigate a little bit and find out. And too many people are twisting it around and making it sound like it should just be a instantaneous. Oh, they were coerced. They're out of here. No, I believe when it comes to the children, if they're young children, they can't just release them out into For example, if they came over the Canadian border, what are you going to do? Send a two-year-old back into the Canadian wilderness? It would get trampled by a moose. Like, let's be real here. Yeah, yeah. But, so I feel like... They wind up in the system at that point. Right, right. Which is probably worse um, in some cases. But they're probably trying to, they're holding them till they finish the investigation with their quote-unquote parents, because we never know if they're the actual parents or not. And then they would release them all as a herd together, either back into the Canadian wilderness or let them into the country. And I'm sure they could, this is the thing that people forget, you know, just because they're children doesn't mean there's only two options. Well, they give three options. They give three options. Release them and their parents into the country, release them into our welfare system, or send them back to Mexico all by themselves. 
But what about the arrange for the Mexican government to put them in an orphanage or get their in touch with a family member? What about that part? Why can't they do that? Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be that they stay with us and stay with a family member? Why can't they get sent back and stay with a family member? That's I think where people they they get this whole idea in their head that this way is the right way, and they don't bother to examine the other possibilities. Now I want to make something really clear. I'm not saying that I'm right and those people are wrong, and I'm not saying those people are right and I'm wrong. I'm merely saying we have difference of opinion, but you have to consider other people's opinion. Even if it seems stupid to you, you have to consider it to the bitter end. Well, exactly. And that's what happened today. I feel like the person we're having this discussion with wasn't willing to see any other side of the discussion. Right. And the point is, too many people think that when you're having a discussion like that, that the other person wants you to agree with them. That's not true. You're asking people's opinion. Let's face it. When you post something like that, you're asking people's opinion. Right. You can say, I just wanted to post it to post it. but then. Don't post it to just yourself. <laughs> you know, like that's BS. You wanted an opinion. Or I gave you either him, wanted an opinion or you wanted to share your opinion. Well, yeah. And I gave you my opinion back and I didn't say your opinion was wrong. I didn't. I didn't say my opinion was right. All I said was your way doesn't make as much sense to me. My way makes way more sense to me. That's all. Well, what I can't stand in situations like that is when somebody just they try to make you look like you're a horrible person for having a different opinion than them. And then get butthurt because they think you're trying to force your opinion on them when you're not. When it's reality is they're trying to force their opinion on you. It's why they belittle you during the conversation. Right. Why do you think like, here's what gets me. Like this, this kind of sets me off because this whole bully bullshit, I'm sorry, I'm going to call it out for what it is. This bully bullshit where they say, oh, he's a bully. I'm going to let people know right here and now that if you've ever conversed with me in the past or you ever converse with me currently or you converse with me in the future. I don't really care if you agree with me or not. I will respect you for having your own opinion. And I will coexist with you and treat you with respect, regardless of us having a different opinion. But when I will not treat you with respect is when you start belittling me in order to make it look like I'm trying to convince you my opinion is right. We're having a discussion. You offered your opinion. I offered mine. Nowhere do I say mine is better than yours or yours is better than mine. So don't belittle me and start acting like, oh, he's a bully. No, sorry. I'm not bullying. You're bullying. You're the one pulling out the words and insulting the person, not me. I'm just saying my opinion is that Chawini is beige. Well, but a question for you. Why is it so horrible to try to convince someone that your opinion is correct? When did that well, become the worst thing it, you it could isn't. do? It isn't. It isn't. But the point is that on, I don't think social media is the place to convince people of that unless it's something like these. OK, like all these people with the I am posting this because tomorrow Facebook is going to do blah, 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 blah. And I do not consent. So Facebook will not use my photos in their advertisements. Well, <laughs> it's bogus. It's been the same BS for years. Posting a link, yes, that kind of proves your point. End of story. But when you're having a discussion <laughs> about politics or religion or life in general, Facebook isn't the place to try to prove someone right or wrong. But most people don't have any other forum to have those discussions with people. Face-to-face, man. Face-to-face. No, people don't like face-to-face discussions. It's 2019. It's bad. That's really bad. And shoot, you must have a partner. Have the conversation with them. Children, have the conversation with them. You got parents, have the conversation with them. 
Hell, talk to the dog. It's a lot better than trying to convince people online that they're right or wrong. It's just how I feel. I'm not, again, not saying you're right or wrong. It's just how I feel. And that's why I'm saying it really makes me angry that people want to say, oh, you're a bully. You're trying to prove you're right. No, I'm not. If you can't deal with the facts, then you can't deal with the facts. Enough said. I don't care one way or the other. I'm not going to call you stupid. But you know what? When you keep coming back at me with the dumbest of comments and calling me a bully and stating, quote, facts, end quote, about me that are not even close to true and I can prove it, then I'm going to call you clueless. And I know certain people will say that's calling him a name and I can almost agree with you. Accept that to me, to my way of thinking and what my actual meaning is, is that person is truly without a clue. They're kind of like a person who's just oblivious to what's going on around them and they only have their little opinion that forms their little world and they don't listen to anybody else. That's without a clue. That's a clueless person. So no, I'm not calling them a name. I'm categorizing them. I mean, people say, oh, you're smart, but you're a bully. Well, you just categorized me, didn't you? Yep. So if you can do it, I can do it. And it pisses me off when people act that way. Just makes me angry when people act that way. I hadn't noticed. So back to the situation, the... Our topic just grew an arm. The what you call it, (laughs) the detention centers, you know? They had that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we can just call ah, AOC. She went to the place, brought out no video, and then claimed that they're forcing them to drink out of toilets and they don't have the basic necessities. So the guy who runs the facility simply brought a camera in and had them record all of the tampons that they have, the Tylenol for headaches, all the snacks, all the snacks that are there, and they make sure to have snacks that they think they would like, bottled water. Yeah. The video showed a snack cart. Completely disproved what she had to say, and she still doubles down on it. But she has no video, and that's what's wrong with society today. You're going to make your statement, and you're going to double down on it. You're going to call me a bully. And then no matter what anyone says, you're going to still call me a bully. Oh, I guess. Oh, well. Picture didn't happen. I kind of don't care anymore. I have never truly cared because what other people think of me is none of my business. But now I really don't care. I truly only believe things that I can see with my eyes. Yeah, I think it's sad that it's gotten to that point, though. But it's it's how I am with everything in all aspects of my life. But you know what that means? What? You completely faithless person. That's not surprising to anyone, I'm sure. But it's interesting to me because, okay, just go with me here. Because this is very interesting. Didn't expect this to take now a turn like this. Now we're talking to leg. I didn't expect to take a turn like this, but it's going to take a turn like this because this is really interesting. In order to marry somebody, you have to have faith in that person. So if you're faithless, how did that happen? I don't think I have to have faith in that person. I think I have to have trust in that person. And that trust has been proven during the dating process. I saw it with my eyes. But in order to start the dating process, you have to have faith that the person's going to be what they say they're going to be. Or curiosity to find out about the person. Because that person tells you how they want to treat you and how they want to act with you. You have to have faith that they're going to actually do that. Or a healthy curiosity about the person and then slow trust building as they show you that that's how they treat you. I suppose that could work. So it wouldn't work for me, though. It's fair. I guess it wouldn't work for most people. It wouldn't work for me because I couldn't even get to the first step unless I had some faith in the person that what they were saying is really going to happen. In other words, I don't like wasting my time. 
That's fair. So that's why a lot of times it's funny, but we've been talking about like things that I've realized. And like I told you that I've realized that I've figured out that based off the number of times I know I did not hear anything that you said about a topic, Mm -hmm. it may sometimes be because of you, but it's not always because of you. It's far from always because of you. It's probably half and half. But it's interesting. Because I do believe I say things too quietly for you to hear sometimes, or you're too into your phone and I don't yell at you to listen to me. (laughs) Well, they say that the way you communicate with a man or a boy is you have to get their their attention first. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to get their attention first. I mean, that's not me that says that. It's just what they say. Sometimes but, I can't reach, though, to harass you to get your attention. Well, what I was going to say, but I was going to say, though, that, like, for me, I have to have that faith that they're going to be who they say they're going to be. Because otherwise, to me, it's a waste of my time to even go down that path. What if the person, you're with them for a long time, but they're very slow about proving their point? But they do prove it. I mean, it takes forever. Are you going to stick around that long? It takes forever. Then that means you have faith because you believe that they're going to be who they say they are. I still think it's trust. But even trust. Trust is not seen, right? Trust is not seen. But it's proven. But it's not seen. Faith can be proven too. You can have faith that the light's going to come on when you come in the house. When you flip it on, your faith was proven. That's actually trust. No, it's not. That's faith. Yes, it is. It's trust in the electrical company. Faith is a life. Faith is that you know that when you do this over and over again, you don't necessarily understand why it works that way. But when you do it over and over again, it just turns on the light. I 100% so you have understand how the switch turns turn on, on the light. light. It's tangible. I could probably see it if I pulled the wall But you down. don't 100% understand it or you'd be able to fix light sockets and you can't. So now tell me again how you know I 100% how, how they work. Okay. Sure. Next time I need to write an algorithm for electrical current, I'll reach out to you. You do that. Don't hold your breath. It's never happened in my entire life and it won't ever happen <laughs> going forward. That's why I said you do that, you buttwad. It's always fun to mess with the sun in your head. You're a freak. Anyway, I'll give you this. There probably is a little faith in there somewhere, but it's very small, and my trust issues have boxed it up and taken a dump on top of it. Well, so there you go. The scary part about it is I understand you better than you think I understand you, I think. I know that was a complicated (laughs) comment. But I believe that I understand you better than you think I understand you. That's fine. And I also believe that some of the thinking that I've been doing of late has led me to some interesting conclusions that we will talk about after I've had a time to marinate in them a bit. But we'll talk about them at a time when the air conditioner has turned back on. Yes. And it's, it's just, but it's interesting. I have some interesting insights. I do. And I think that, you know, you surprised me like after, I don't know, we're, we're beyond 260 episodes. We're almost 270 episodes yeah, now. Yeah, Joy's episode was like 263 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we're beyond that. And I think that you surprised me that you actually like at some level doing this. I'm shocked, to tell you the truth, because this is a very public thing. You know what I don't like? How hot it is outside and how hot that makes it in our apartment. It's going to be even worse. And how it makes this kind of unbearable. Yeah, like, I I'm hear not, yeah. I'm enjoying our conversation, but... I'm sweating from places I forgot I had, like the back of my knee. Gross. And I guess since it's so dang hot in here, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. 